In April 2016, UK Prime Minister Theresa May decided to call a snap general election and it didn't quite pan out. Her lack of charisma, inept campaigning and a resurgent opposition aside, dear old Wales has to take some blame for this, as May was holidaying in the Welsh mountains when she set course towards her inevitable demise. She said that walking there allows you to clear your mind and thinking. So join us to reflect on recent events as we too take a stroll in Snowdonia. Scott. Hello, Chris. <laughs> God, uh, how have you been? Yeah, I've been. Um, I've been okay. I've okay. been alright. Yeah, I'm not going to push any further than that, though. One of those weeks. I've had one of those weeks as well. Yeah, a couple of dodgy days at work, and um, then, then I just sort of got over it, and uh, things improved thereafter. Went to went back to the gym. Had a good. Uh, good old time there actually amusing incident happened at the gym okay which was sort of similar to what I was talking about the last time with the builder and putting on a putting on a brave face right so I was uh, I'd forgotten my phone right mm. um and I needed to know what time it was so I was uh put my uh my dumbbells down I was looking around you know you don't you shouldn't really make eye contact in the gym it's very you know yeah. Head head to the floor kind of <laughs> situation. Well, if you're me anyway. Yeah. Um shame. Not basically shame. at the, the, the weedy frame. <laughs> um but I saw there's a guy over on the bikes who's all, he's always on the bikes. He's like Mr. Bike. He's, like, he's bike. like you, but an indoors version. Okay. You know, he's just I don't go out that often anyway. Well, in the summer you do, don't you? Yeah, always, fair weather. Always fair weather cyclist. <laughs> yeah. Frowned upon in the cycling community. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so this guy looked fine so I went over to him and I uh, he had uh, he had headphones on so I, I just gestured to my watch my, my wrist sorry you know the international communication for what's the time <laughs> just yeah. pointed to my wrist and he um, he took his off his headphones briefly and he was like oh, okay I got you and he just leant over and he just showed me his watch so I looked at the watch I was like cool thank you very much walked away had absolutely no <laughs> idea what the time was <laughs> because it was one of those um... do you think you were just checking out his watch <laughs> you just wanted to know what model it was oh well, yeah cheers mate yeah, I think it was like one of those Fitbit things or you know whatever it was one of those fancy watches with like crap loads of numbers on it you know like heart rate you know excuse calories me, excuse me what's your uh, what's your PB it's just quite interesting yeah you've been cycling an awful lot are you okay yeah are you, are you sure you're right what's your heart rate doing I assume the time was involved in the in the clock face somewhere, but there were so many numbers, and I felt a bit awkward at leaning into his personal space. So I just walked away, and I was like, "Did no? I definitely didn't get the time there." But you know, it was too late by then. I'd already started walking away. So uh, yeah, was... you couldn't go back. No, no you can't you? go back. Like, Sorry, you... I, I just... so what was that time again? <laughs> nor nor can you, especially if you is if they're in his field of view. You can't go and ask someone else. No, oh you're, God, you're no. Do it. That's it. I'd sealed my fate. You, you are, yeah, exactly. Or fated I pick, to I picked not my victim. I went in for the kill. I came back having not made the kill, and I can't kill anyone else. I, <laughs> <laughs> it's a strange analogy, but you get what I mean. Wonderful. Well, um, 
So I take it by being back at the gym, you're getting over your recent illnesses. Or would I be wrong? Yeah, I, I, I feel better in myself. I've still got that annoying, like, Qatari, chesty, coffee thing. Qatari? Qatar, you know. Well, the, the country. Qatar. <laughs> Qatar, 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 Qatar—the most impossible to spell word in the English language. C A T A double R H. I'm going to go with. Do you reckon that's okay, right? I've not come across this word before. Oh, well, let's look it up right now. Okay, please <clears> do. It's like phlegm, but it's just a nicer way Phle- of saying it. Phlegm's a nice word. Yeah, it's also not a nice a thing. Spell. Phlegm has a G in it. There we go. Okay. Qatar, an, an excessive, excessive discharge. discharge. Or build-up of mucus in the nose or throat. And you know what? My spelling was correct, wasn't it? C-A-T-A-R-R-H. Yeah, that's right. So why why are the excessive build-up of mucus type words so tricky to spell? Because phlegm is phlegm. Phlegm. And qatar is qatar. Yeah. Um, what's, what's that about? Latin, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Say no more. Say no more. We're talking to phlegm. Um, I've been, I've been uh, plagued. Phlegmatic statement. Phlegmatic um, over the last week or so, and this for me has been a bit of an odd one because generally when I get a cold, I just go, just get on with it. Just a cold in it. But this one's been a bit harder. I don't Mm. know if that's because I'm getting older, (laughs) or if I just wanted to work from home for a day, which is you know I did did a little bit. Yeah. Um, but it's it's been a bit of a bit of a horrible one. But I managed to shake it off earlier this week. I thought that's it, I'm done. But it's it's you know it keeps creeping back. Yeah. It seems to be doing sort of a day on day off. Yeah, sort of, yeah, um, I know. It's weird, isn't it? Like job share type thing with yeah. being well. So it's going. I like, had one that came and went over the course of the day, like at the start of the year. It sort of crept on on in the evening. So about six o'clock, I just start to feel crap. And then I'd wake up like rubbish, but once I'd got over it, I was fine for the whole day. And then six o'clock came, and started to feel crap again. What's the deal with that? I don't know. I've What's heard of seasonal deal? malaise. I've not heard of like daily <laughs> daily malaise. <laughs> Sounds like a newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <sighs> daily malaise. Oh, burn. Cutting. Yeah. Very cutting. Take that, sure. Daily Mail. <laughs> So, um, well, let's have a little little chat about what we've found out in the last couple of weeks or so. Yeah, what have we found out? Well, we found out, um, well, firstly, I didn't realise that the uh, England female team manager job was available. I didn't even know. You, would you have gone for it? No, I'm not qualified. But I'll tell you who else wasn't qualified for it. <laughs> who, who else wasn't qualified for it? <laughs> Philip Neville. Philip Neville. Philip Neville. Now, I'm sure it can't have escaped many people it was in... Uh, all your all your favourite news outlets, uh, <laughs> Philip Neville, Phil Neville, brother of Gary Neville, yep. son of the Neville, su- the Neville. superior Neville, <laughs> um, former football player, yes, yeah, yeah, for some football clubs, yeah, namely Everton, Everton and Manchester United. Yes, anymore? That's all I got. That'll do. Yep. Phil Neville has been appointed the new uh, manager of the England women's football team. Now, if you if you're not familiar, you might think, "Oh, okay. Well, he's a former footballer. Mm-hmm. Surely that seems like a logical step." Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, 
He he hasn't actually managed any football team. Anyone ever. No. Um, which I for me would rule him out of a managerial role. I mean, it would rule most people out of yeah. most roles that they were going to if they had no experience yeah. at that level. If you found this on job site or fish for jobs, does that still exist? <laughs> fish for jobs. Fish for jobs. Okay. And it was a position as I don't know a web developer. Ooh, let's say. And your a, a your, chef. A chef. Okay. So let's go for a chef. Yeah. And your CV said, "I once cooked a dinner." Yeah. I've got my training badges in cooking. But I've never cooked. Yeah. Um, do you think you'd get that chef job? Probably not. I don't. I, to be honest, I don't think I'd even apply for it. No. I'd well, feel embarrassed. Phil did, and <laughs> he's managed to get the job. I'm not sure he did. I remember hearing something that they had a ca- they had a six candidate shortlist, and all of them pulled out, and then they called Phil <laughs> and said, well, "Do you, you want the job?" <laughs> so I don't think he even think he did apply. Well, which is even worse. This is, you know, the the main reason this got into the news, though, isn't because of Phil's lack of um, managerial experience. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he did uh, caretaker manage the club he owns, Salford. Salford? Salford? Salford. Okay, Salford. Salford. Yeah. Um, for one game. One game. You know, There's more win? manager managerial experience than I have. Yeah, true. But I didn't, you know, I wasn't considered for this position at all. <laughs> the main reason he got into the news, though, I think you all know as well, yeah, he, had, he said some, some controversial stuff on Twitter, didn't he? He did, yeah. Now, before we go any further, this was before he was appointed the England women's team manager. We're talking 2012, that sort of era. Yeah. We're going back a few years now. Yeah. He said some silly things on Twitter. Who who wants to read about it? Who, how's your Mancunian accent? I'll give it a go. Okay, mine's not great, so this is over to you. Is he Mank? Can I do Mank? <laughs> give it, give it Gal- a practice. Gallibar, relax. I'm back, chilled. Just battered the wife. Feel better now. That's not is bad. That, is actually. that right? That's pretty good. Just battered. Sorry, the wife. Manchester. <laughs> just, just battered the wife. It's, he hasn't given context with that one. No context whatsoever. Um, what was? Where was the other one? Oh, here we go. Morning, men. That sounded a bit like Ringo Starr narrating <laughs> Thomas the Tank. <laughs> I'm just gonna go with that. <laughs> Morning, men. Very good. Morning, men. Couple of hours cricket before work sets me up nicely for the day. We're going. We stick with that. I think. I got. I got. That tickled me. I did. Jesus. Okay. Right. Sorry. I interrupted. Carry on. Morning, men. Couple of hours cricket before work sets me up nicely for the day. So after the morning, men. What did he say? When I said morning, men. I thought the women would have been would of. Oh, don't get me started Ooh, would on of. that. Would of. That's enough to not get the job. That's for the me. worst part of this. Yeah. When I said morning, men, I thought the woman, women, would have been busy preparing breakfast slash getting kids ready slash making the beds. Sorry, morning, women. I mean, you could, you know, palm that off as a, just a crap joke, and as I'm as I'm sure, really, it was. Yeah, that's probably what he was thinking when he when he wrote yeah, that. So I'm bringing pretty witty here yeah this, 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 this is news this is <laughs> yeah, a couple of likes <laughs> check a retweet this, check this out guys <laughs> um, and, and yeah I'm I'm sure that's probably what he was thinking when he did it I'm, the thing is when you are uh, a global superstar footballer Philip Neville Philip Neville does it get any bigger 
Gary Neville. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it gets bigger. It does get bigger. Um, you you have a, a sort of duty to not write be a twat stuff. Yeah, you can you can say that to your mates in the pub. You have the right to say, you, you have the right to say on Twitter, but don't expect to f- get offered the England women's coaching job if you do. Oh no, hang on, that's exactly what that's happened. exactly what yeah. happened. Sorry, my mistake. Yeah. He shouldn't have been given the job. Not not just based on those tweets, which were a reason enough not to be given that position, mm. for one thing. But but secondly, he's not qualified for that role, um, which is which is a whole other problem. And you know, it's it's a it's the female team coaching position. We should be looking at having a female coach, and I'm sure there were more there were more qualified female coaches for that role. Mm. And it it does just sort of stink a little bit of. You know, well, everyone knows who he is. He's he's a he's a name, isn't he? So, I think with all that, can consider it a really poor appointment. Yeah, I agree. I think like like you, it, the the actual lack of experience is the more serious kind of error here. Um, the the kind of tweeting is a more of a headline grabber, of course, but it was probably said in in jest. And the the lack of experience just when 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 the, when the women's game is coming along so nicely, like it's being built up in terms yeah, of publicity and stuff, this seems like a bit of a backward step. Yeah, absolutely. And it does sort of bring to mind sort of recent stories as well. Uh, Toby Young, who was uh, yep. appointed the uh, sort of special advisor to the Office for Students. I, I think, think it was. that was right, yeah. Office for Students, um, who, who came up with, well, obviously. It, he it, loves it was, the breasts, doesn't he, Toby? Oh, he loves the breasts. He loves the boobs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he almost um, sort of a novel of. Uh, a compendium, a compendium <laughs> of uh, misogyny, <laughs> which you could find really quite easily. I think that's on the Waterstones top seller uh, new, new novels. A compendium week, of misogyny. Um, you know, this this wasn't hard to find any of this information. No, and he was like fifty or something when he wrote yeah. all those. He was. He, I think he said that those quotes were sort of. I think he used the word sophomoric. Yeah, as though he's some kind of. Lad about town in his like <laughs> um, late teens, or a man child. Yeah, you know, you, yeah. As I say, it wasn't hard to find any of that information. No, but so still managed to get the job. And then you've got Ben Bradley, the the uh, the young Conservative MP. Yeah, uh, for Mansfield. Yeah, this was this week as well, wasn't it? Yeah, so this not nice and uh, contemporary news story for us. <laughs> um, who who came out with some pretty you know, horrible tweets. Again, before he was in the position, but I, I shouldn't make that much of a difference. When you're in these sort of roles, you are going to be scrutinised, or at least you should be. Yeah. But apparently that's not making too much of a difference because he said, sorry, but how many children you have is a choice. If you can't afford them, stop having them. Vasectomies are free. And this is the guy that Theresa May has now appointed into a position uh, for, for reaching out to the youth to improve the image of the Tory party. I love the idea that of the, the Tories um... reaching out to the young. Hey, kids. <laughs> hey, kids. Hey. We're blue and cool. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hey. Um, yeah, families who have never worked a day in their lives having four or five kids and the rest of us having one or two means it's not long before we're drowning in a vast sea of unemployed wasters that we pay to keep. So that's nice, isn't it? <laughs> lovely that's a nice story. Yeah. What a lovely story. Good chat. I mean, overpopulation is, you know, that that is a that is a big thing to, to talk about. Certainly too big for us. But come on, mate. Come on, get real. Come on, mate. Yeah, if you're going if you're going for a career in politics, which I assume you were, I mean, he made those comments a few years ago, didn't he? 
I think mm. it was a blog entry or something, and the website's been taken down now, I read. Oh, sorry, it didn't can't, happen then. Yeah, it didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> Rewriting history. Yeah. Although, actually, that is... that Because this whole, this whole kind of series of news items made me think about the, the EU's right to be forgotten law. Okay. Which, you know, gives, gives any, any citizen the right to request of Google that certain URLs get taken down from search results. And, you know, the big criticism of that is... Oh, you're, aren't you just basically rewriting history? You know, you're removing things that happen. Like, so if someone gets arrested for like uh, shoplifting or something, and then ten years later, like that article's still searching. You know, if you search his name, it's still coming up in the search results. You can say, I don't, I, you know, that's just a minor in, infraction. Let, can I take that down because that's going to harm my employment? Yeah. So what I'm to take from that then is that it's actually Google will have the sort of the power. Yeah, can't exactly. blow a show over whether this stuff is removed. Yeah, anyway. they've got a form. You fill it in, and they decide whether it's worthy of being taken down, sort of balancing, you know, the citizen's interest versus public interest. And I think if they refuse to take it down, then the citizen can appeal to a body in the UK. Mm. Why isn't this body making the decisions in the first place? Why is it in the hands of a freaking massive private conglomerate? <laughs> yeah, who pay very little in taxes. I mean, I think the key <laughs> thing out of this is to is to just don't be a twat. Don't don't write this stuff. If you think that sometime sometime down the line you might want to get into politics, you might want to get into football coaching, mm. or you might want to be the special advisor to the office for students. Don't I mean, be a wouldn't? twat. Don't be a twat. Don't Simple. be a twat. That's what. That's our message. Yeah. Good message. Strong. <laughs> Simple. Strong and stable. Strong and stable. <laughs> Chris, what I'm going to do is I'm going to say the name of some UK cities. One of them's a town. There's a red herring. Ooh. And you have to just give me your first reaction to those places. Okay. okay. I don't care what you say. The people who live there might. I don't, ca- I don't care what you say. Okay. All right? You're the only thing that matters to me. Good. Right. And, the, and you, dear listener. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, Stoke-on-Trent. Um, football's boring. Okay. Sunderland. Football's crap. <laughs> Okay. Swansea? Uh, I've never been, but it sounds like it might be nice. Okay. Paisley. Where's that? It's in Scotland, isn't it? That's the town. That was the red herring. Ah, okay. It does sound like a town. And lastly, Coventry. I've been there. It's unremarkable. Okay. Well, that's a nice little review of those those five places. I was quite insulting. I I feel bad. Okay. You you base three of them mainly on football. Yeah. That was the error, but it also shows just my lack of travel. <laughs> Do you know what those uh, those five places had in common, Chris? Tell me. I don't. You don't? Okay. I've got right. no idea. You, you do, but I'll tell you anyway. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Sense um, of drama. That that was the, the, the finalist for the 2021 UK City of Culture. 2021? 2021. City of Culture? Exactly. Why, why 2021? Why, why three years hence? Uh, I think they do it every four years. So it was Hull oh, okay. last year, Hull 2017. Oh, okay. Um... And for Ooh. some reason, they've decided it should be on a four-year basis. Right, like the World uh, Cup. Yeah, <clears throat> and it was uh, it was Coventry, the one for one. Wow. And it got me thinking. You know, what are the benefits? What's the point? Mm. What's the point in all this? Mm-hmm. Um, and 
I think, you know, generally, I, I think I'm pro cities of culture. <laughs> what, do you like all those places? I Right, okay, let me have a think if I've been to any of them. I've been to Swansea. Yeah. It's all right. <laughs> I, I, I didn't find it particularly cultural experience, but I, I don't think that's the point about the UK city of culture idea. It's It's... Didn't Liverpool win it quite recently? That was European city of culture, not oh, just UK. Blimey. Jesus, downplaying that, aren't I? Wow, indeed. Um, <clears throat> so this is the UK's version. Incidentally, we did actually have a bid in for a European city of culture, and it was uh, Dundee, I think it was, okay. in Scotland. That's that's supposed to have quite a thriving music scene. Yeah, it's a, a nice city, Dundee. Yeah. Um, however, it didn't it didn't actually didn't make, didn't didn't, make the cut. It didn't make the cut. Do you know why it's that too is? Too far away crying out loud well too far away from Europe yeah <laughs> I think it's safely within Europe um, <laughs> or long. is it no the Not problem is long. that was the problem it's uh, Brexit as, yeah. as scuppered Dundee's dreams of being was it like sort of political sick. kind of shenanigans like yeah. Eurovision like, yeah, no one's absolutely. actually saying that but that's really what happened yeah that's that's <laughs> what it's come down gotcha. to gotcha but um, you know getting back to the UK city of culture Coventry I think is a place that um a lot of people just conjures up the idea of concrete. Yeah. Midlands, bit nondescript. It's very nondescript. I've been there. I went there to play a gig with, with my band back in the day. Uh, so this was a quite a while ago. Okay. 10, 12 years ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't remember anything about it other than just there being some dual carriageways and a sort of skanky pub. We walked through a great... <laughs> we walked through a... Gra- well, we only ever played skanky pubs. <laughs> that was our jam. Uh, we walked through a graveyard. We saw a water feature, which we, to which we exclaimed in delight, "Oh, we found a water feature!" Wow, because it was sort of you know it stood out. It was quite impressive. Um, I can't remember anything else about it. So, what merited this, this uh, illustrious award? Coventry. What? Oh, he's reading. <laughs> he's reading. People. Coventry is a city which has taken a lot of knocks over the years. Do you know what that's referring to in particular? I don't. Well, it got absolutely destroyed by the Nazis. Oh, in, a, in World War Two. Okay, slightly sort of. Which is why it's mainly concrete, right? Okay, because concrete was de rigueur. Yeah. After the, after the war, yeah. Coventry was actually quite a beautiful city before World War Two. Right. Quite a thriving place. It was where all the UK automotive industry was really based as well. Yeah. Um, and you know, it was as I say, it was. From, from pictures I've seen and from what I know about Coventry it was a very pretty place and there, there are little bits of that left behind mm-hmm. um, but it is a place that's suffered since the war it is as I say largely concrete nondescript there's but this that, I think this is the point of having a UK city of culture because I think you could say the same sort of things about Hull mm. which um, was the previous winner I mean what would you know about Hull? Only football related. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> My knowledge of the north extends to football only, and a couple of cities which I've actually been to. I think. What do I know about Hull? Um, the beautiful South. The ballet from Hull. Yeah, I think so. Oh, I, mean, I didn't know that. Um, Humber Bridge. Right. That's, that's, it, that's more it? than you know. That's more than I know. Straight. But away. what I know now <laughs> is it was city of culture. They had. Um, I can't think of the name of the guy. He's. Uh, a world famous photographer came and took uh, a giant photo of, of loads of nude figures in the city centre. Everyone was invited to come and attend. And it took these absolutely beautiful um, sort of panoramic pictures of people in sort of strange situations, all sort of bent over, and you can just see their backs. And all right, um, doesn't there's like a lot of ice skaters, no ballet dancers, ballet dancers. I'm sure there's like an inordinate number of ballet dancers that come from Hull. 
Yeah, there we go. Why does Hole produce so many good ballet dancers? BBC News. <laughs> there we go. So you knew that. I wasn't going crazy. <laughs> so you knew that about Hole. I mean, so, some of the names coming out there. Xander Parrish, one of my favourites. Yeah, yeah. Been following um, him a long time. So I, you know, I don't want to dwell on this for too long, but I just want to say congratulations to Coventry for winning it. Um, it would be interesting to see what sort of events. Um, come out and see how sort of perceptions change of, of yeah Coventry. they'll certainly get a lot more publicity and they'll presumably get a few sort of slightly bewildered tourists turning up <laughs> saying so what's what's the big what's, deal guys what's going, what's on, going on yeah what's and going on here you're if if you know if what you know the history sounds sad tragic in fact mm-hmm. and good on them hope their fortunes change yeah absolutely and being sent to Coventry will be a good thing oh yeah reclaim that phrase guys reclaim that phrase. reclaim it. So the thing that caught my eye over the last couple of weeks was um, a rather surprising uh, little advert that Nintendo dropped. Um, It was a two-minute video, and it introduced this thing which they're calling Nintendo Labo. Okay. Strange name. That is a strange name. Obviously, it's a play on the word lab, laboratory. Turns out that the Japanese are crazy for this word labo. It appears on signs in Japan everywhere. I read an article where there was just picture after picture after picture of this word labo. What, in reference to Nintendo or just generally? No, just generally. Just just generally as a reference to laboratory or an area of expertise or study or something like that. And they they render it in in English because it looks cool. Just like some people get stupid tattoos in Chinese or whatever because they think it looks cool. (laughs) Because they think it says their name. (laughs) Really, it says, you're a bellend. But anyway. Do they have bellends in Japan? I don't know. Do they have that phrase? Probably not. If you're Japanese, let us know. But the thing is, um, interesting little tangent, Japanese um, tends not to end in a hard consonant because all of their sounds are a consonant plus a vowel. Okay. So lab doesn't really work in Japanese, which was why presumably they, they went for labo. 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 Nice titbit. Yeah. Anyway, so Nintendo Labo is... Are you aware of the Nintendo Switch, the latest handheld slash home console that they released? It's not. I'm not a big gamer, Chris. I've You're heard of gamer. it, but no, I'm not that familiar with it. So is this a sort of Game Boy? Yeah, but you can. It's got a dock, so you put it down in the dock, and it instantly appears on your TV. So oh. it's a home console that you can take on the go, like a little tablet. Okay, so very clever, like a PS Vita. Yeah. Can you do that? Yeah. Do they still make them? I don't Vita, know. I think you could plug it into the TV with some cables. Or it didn't have a dock. Certainly wasn't as seamless no key. as the Switch. And, it, and the Switch is bigger as well. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a remarkable piece of engineering. I'll show you it. And you will, you will enjoy it for its aesthetic and its design. Well, I hope so. Um, but anyway, so this is just a games console, right? But Nintendo Labo is basically, it's a series of uh, cardboard sheets that have sort of templates. You push out. The templates and you fold the cardboard into a sort of model of something so okay. like a house let me just stop you there so is this real cardboard or is it this like is virtual cardboard? real cardboard okay real <laughs> you cardboard. take out of a pack and you fold it okay yeah uh, into the shape of a house or a um what else do they have a um like a steering wheel for a motorbike um a camera they've got 
that mm. kind of fishing rod thing. And when, when it's constructed, these things move. They use string and sort of little weights and things, and they actually move. So the fishing rod, you twist the thing, and the rod extends outwards. Okay? You're looking confused. I am. It gets uh, even I'm more still. I'm, I'm just... <laughs> So is this just up, like sheets of cardboard? You're hung up on the cardboard. I'm just stuck on the cardboard <laughs> thing. Is it just sheets of cardboard? It's literally sheets of cardboard. Like if you do, do you have to use their cardboard? Well, yeah, because it's templates. It's the templates <coughs> that make it, you know, significant. All oh, right, so it's templated. It's not just like Nintendo send you a box of card, box of paper. Yeah, yeah it's it, you push out the shapes, oh, and right, there are okay. predetermined folds and right, tabs that makes more sense and then. everything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it's very intricate. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gets even more confusing because once you've assembled this cardboard contraption, you then they've got little tiny little controllers, a little bit like Wii motes, if you remember those. I do know what they are. Yeah, yeah. they're even smaller, and you put them into the wooden structure, the mm-hmm. cardboard structure. Sorry, wooden. Yeah. Um, and then that that kind of acts as a kind of part of the the, the gameplay because you then interact with this cardboard contraption mm. with a piece of software in your Nintendo Switch. So you could have like a fishing game. And you've got your fishing rod with your with your controllers stuck in it somewhere, and they've got IR sensors and you know all those kind of motion detection and all that stuff. So you're playing fishing uh, with a game in front of you. <laughs> playing fishing. You're yeah. doing some kind of fishing thing. Yeah. With uh, with fishing software mm-hmm. and an actual fishing rod made of cardboard. <laughs> wow. So um, how does that sound? You gonna I, get one? I, do you know? I quite like the sound of that. Now, now I've got over the fact that it's not just cereal boxes being sent to me in the post. Recycled frosties. I suppose does that would that um, would is there scope? Do you think down the line for um, sort of users to create their own? Hopefully, things? hopefully. So, if you found you had a game which the, the control would be quite a nice fit for, I, mean, I know you touched on the motorbike steering wheel. Yeah. That's not what we call them. The handlebars. <laughs> I was stumbling over the words. Thank you for correcting um, me. I now can think of no other example except um, except motorbike steering wheel. <laughs> um, do you know if there's any scope to be able to sort of create your own control interface? I don't know, because people were thinking, Nintendo's got this popular racing game called Mario Kart, and people were saying, okay, you've got this handlebar situation which comes with its own game. Mm-hmm. Could you then use that handlebar situation in their existing Mario Kart game? Yeah. No one knows. No okay. one knows. But the, the flexibility potential is there, I suppose. I, I, th- I like anything which makes that sort of experience a bit more tactile. Very, very tactile, very hands-on. Yeah. The way they um, are marketing it is sort of three pillars. Like there's build, play, and discover, I think it is. Okay. So the discovery is the most interesting part mm-hmm. um, because it's, it's sort of like how it works. And the software that comes in comes in like with a basically like a virtual instruction manual. Yeah. And then it explains how it all works with mm-hmm. the kind of controllers sort of interfacing, you know, using infrared, Bluetooth, all these kind of technologies that are in the controllers. It explains yeah. to, the, to the kid, because it's aimed at kids, mm-hmm. like what's going on. So it has a kind of educational aspect as well. I just thought that was a really interesting, creative thing to do. You know, video games have got bad reputation in certain circles for being just sort of mindless and staring at a screen all the time. I just thought it was yeah, a great way, as you say, yeah. tactile. I think, um, yeah, definitely. I, I, a brilliant idea. I mean, even even if it is sort of preordained what you can make, the actual using of, of fingers and, uh, and thumbs to actually make something is... 
you know, something a lot of people don't really get involved with at all no. anymore. And it, you know, it might encourage people to, you know, maybe put the control down for a bit and try Ooh. making something else. Exactly. Go and get a cereal box. Go, Go and make Tracy Island. Tracy Island, yeah. Blue Peter did a good job. Did you ever have a Tracy Island? No. Uh, I didn't have a proper one. My mum, mum made one for she, me. Did she make you the Blue Peter one? Yeah. Wow. Twice, because the first one, I think, got water damaged. What a mum. What a mum. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I think, well done, Nintendo. I like the sound of that. Yeah, I'll show you the video later. It'll blow your little mind. My mind's not little. <laughs> <laughs> Which leads us somewhat abruptly onto uh, this week's Tweet of the Week. Tweet, tweet, of the week. Tweet, 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 tweet of the week. Okay, well, this this uh, this week's Tweet of the Week is from The Root. Uh, the Root is a digital magazine that provides thought-provoking commentary and news from a variety of black perspectives, and they're based in New York. New York. New York. Should yeah. be New York City. New York. That should be, yeah. yeah. It should be New York City. New they, York. Got that Not wrong. that we're telling you what to do, America. No. <laughs> um, but you're wrong. Okay, well, <laughs> so The Root have tweeted this. This was uh, a little letter that was written to a teacher in, uh, I, I don't know if it is New York. I'm going to say it is. Um, and this was, as I say, a letter written to a teacher. I'll read the tweet out first, and then I'll read you the the, uh, the actual letter. So, this kid roasted his teacher for lying about Christopher Columbus is the greatest thing you'll read today. Today was not a good learning day. Blah, blah, blah. I only wanted to hear you not talking. You said something wrong, and I can't listen when I hear lies. My mum said that the only Christopher worth acknowledging is Wallace. Because Columbus didn't find our country, the Indians did. I like to have Columbus Day off. But I want you to not teach me lies. That is all. My question for this day is how can white people teach black history? King Jordan. And the teacher replies, King, I'm very disappointed in your journal today. <laughs> and the kid replies, okay. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's brilliant on so many levels, isn't it? Mm. If the teacher was worth their salt, they would acknowledge for that is a... A very good journal entry. A very good journal entry with yeah. some penetrating questions. Exactly. And the teacher's just, just written it off. It's asked some difficult questions and they've been ignored. Yeah. So thank you to The Root for bringing that to, to the world's attention. And well done, King. I, incidentally, I had no idea who Christopher Wallace was. Is. Was. No, I was thinking that as I read it out. It's the Notorious Big. Notorious Big. I think that's what it's called, yeah. right? Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> That was a stroll in Snowdonia. Any references to strolling or Snowdonia are purely symbolic. Any inference of the hosts actually moving or physically being in Snowdonia is your error, not ours. To send abuse, contact SnowdoniaPod at gmail.com or at Snowdonia underscore pod on Twitter. Thanks for listening. Enunciate, dear boy. Exactly. Mm. <laughs> pish. Utter pish. <laughs> <laughs>